Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Two Monday night football games that may decide your fantasy football outcome this week, and certainly those of you who are playing in DFS will keep a close eye on it. Joe Pizapia and Craig Mish, we recap some of the late games yesterday and also take a look at Monday night football with a little trust or bust on the side. Fantasy Sports Today, hour number two starts now. Fantasy Sports Today. And welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. If you missed any of our first hour and you're listening live, you can go back and listen on demand. Make sure you download our show. Please like and subscribe to the show. It is a podcast in podcast form as well. You can listen on iTunes, Android, anywhere where podcasts are heard, including Stitcher. And those of you who like to just go to websites and listen to audio, make sure you go to audioboom.com. We post that there for you guys each and every week. And Joe, before we get to Trust or Bust or recap some of these other games that happen, let's, uh, let's take a look at real quick tonight's football games. Um, and start off, and then we'll get to this uh, Antonio Brown stuff too, but uh, the Texans and Saints. The Saints are seven-point favorites tonight. This was one of those games that in the uh, Super Contest that I do, in the Golden Nugget Contest, I just stayed away from this game. I'm just, I'm just not really sure. The Saints are 1-9 and nine against the spread in the last five years in their first two games. They're just notoriously slow starters, but I don't like the Texans either. So I just decided, you know what? This is a game I'm going to pass on here. But uh, what do you think happens tonight? Any interest at all? No, that, that was kind of our tone on the wagering show as well on Friday. We were just going to walk away from it because the Saints, even in that building last year, as great as the offense is, the defense let a ton of teams back into it. They struggled sometimes uh, with that and the big plays. And if there's one guy that last time I checked can make big plays, it's DeAndre Hopkins. And I think that's what you got to be a little bit worried about in this one. So that seven is a little scary. I, I don't discount that. It's going to be great from a football standpoint in terms of if you're just a pure football fan, you got Breeze, you got Watson, you got two of the premier wide receivers with Thomas and Hopkins. You've got some fantasy intrigue. Okay, well, how does the whole Hyde uh, Duke Johnson situation work out from the running back standpoint? You get Alvin Kamara. Um, so I love all the narratives in this game. It's going to be great fun. And look, the Saints at home are always a show. But even last year, you know, when the Rams went in there, became a big shootout, you know, a couple other ones too. And that's historically kind of what happens. As good as the personnel in that defense is, it's amazing to me sometimes they're a, they just continuously give up big plays. Now, maybe that'll change this year. We'll see. I know they added Kiko Alonso recently too. So another very good player added to an already star-studded defense. Yet at the same time, Look, you can have all the stars you want. You got to play and you got to make sure that you don't let teams back in the game. So this is going to be a task week one. 
for the Saints defense to make sure that they can keep those Texans in check. And I want to see Deshaun Watson go out there on the road and have himself a good game. So, yeah, in terms of betting wise, it's it's definitely dangerous. But you know what they say, Craig, scared money don't make money. So, you, you know, you, you think that there's people who should go in on this? Or? No, no, no. I mean, right. look, you could, but I want to go in on the over. No, I got nothing on it tonight. You got nothing. Okay. I got nothing. Now, right. the second game, I do have a pick oh, in the uh, in the super contest. So do I. I'm not in the uh, super contest. I'm on this one with you. Yeah. I mean, I have. Um, see, the thing is, is that in the super contest line, when they came out on Wednesday, and of course, so much changed. It was back and forth. I can't believe how many points Antonio Brown was worth in this game. It's really shocking to me. Normally, a quarterback is only worth a half a point or a point. Uh, but but basically, the line was even and moving back and forth from Denver minus one to back to even. Now, the Broncos are up to two. So there really isn't the value that there was over the weekend if you were to get down on that. But no one could have predicted this craziness that went on over the weekend with Antonio Brown. But right now, Joe, the Broncos are up to two and they probably will move a little bit higher. Maybe best to just throw a money line bet on this with no spread and go minus 140 or 150 and take Denver instead with no line. But look, it is a home game for the Raiders. That's what does give me a little bit of pause there. But I would definitely lean toward the Broncos. I did end up taking them in the uh, Super Contest uh, on Wednesday. Uh. I think it's the Broncos, and I think it's easy. I think they're going to cover the two without problem. I really do. I just think as much as everybody wants to believe that, you know, Oakland is, you know, still strong after all of this, um, I'm now supposed to buy in. And I like Hunter Renfro, but I'm supposed to buy into Hunter Renfro and Tyrell Williams and Darren Waller and all these guys who are very unproven. And even Josh Jacobs, who I adore, who I own a ton of. All of a sudden, now all these guys are going to be good enough out of the gate after all this madness. I have a hard time believing that. Now, maybe, maybe they do keep it close. Maybe it is a touchdown game, but... I don't know. I just I don't see the being a problem here for the Broncos and Joe Flacco who to go in there with the weapons they have. And let's not forget that the Raiders defense is not very good. See, that's the thing. It's like I think people are spending too much time and energy about this Raiders offense because of all the Antonio Brown drama and how this will work and how this won't work and blah, blah, blah. They'll be okay. They won't be okay. But what about the Raiders defense? Let's let's go back and remember they're not very good. And I'm not saying the Broncos are prolific, but they got Lindsay. They got Freeman. They got three very capable wide receivers and a quarterback who's capable, if not lacking ceiling you know, at the very least. So I don't see any way that the Broncos don't go in there and handle the Raiders. I really I don't. Hope so. I hope so. But it is the NFL. Wacky things happen like like it happened over uh, over the weekend. You just never know. Again, Washington, you, you never would expect to show up like that and do that. And then you never would expect Detroit and the Jets to piss away leads like they did. Well, don't you feel like the air is out of the bubble for the Raiders a little bit? I too? do. So but exci- in, I mean, but that, that crowd doesn't matter that the silver and black crowd is always a big factor. And so. Look, I like Denver too, but I've seen this play out before. And um, speaking uh, it, of it, which, it's one of one of the games I have, but not my favorite one. You've been able to avoid the AB topic for the entire first hour of the show. It was only the biggest story in football, and we barely even even yeah, mentioned. Well, I figured that. we would do it here. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm honestly like very Evil disappointed. Genius. Yeah, Evil I'm, genius. Yeah, I mean, if genius is giving away twenty one million dollars, then he is indeed an evil genius. But oh. I. I think genius I, I, is ending up with the Patriots when you're when you were an Oakland Raider. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's a I think I mean, I personally am very disappointed when drafting him. Um, I, I would sell high immediately on him if I could. I don't think this is going to work out at all for him in New England. And I'm an owner of Antonio Brown. I just I don't think this ends up being a Randy Moss situation. Um, I know for a fact the agent is upset. Um so, you know, for me, the what this comes down to is that just hoping and praying that this guy could give you six or seven good games between now and week 13, because you're not getting anything in week 16 or 17. You're getting nothing in week 17. You're not getting anything in 15 or 16 if you don't make the playoffs. So, Joe, I, I hope that the this will be one of those where we'll have to judge it at the end. You can't really judge it now sure. uh, because it's just it's not fair to fantasy. It's not fair to reality, but he's already cost one game. And if anything else should happen, it's going to be more. So 
Uh, good for him. I hope it works out for him. I hope this is a Randy Moss situation for him. I just don't see it. I, I, I don't see the same things happening. I hope they do, but I don't see it. Well, I think it, it you know, what makes me laugh about this. You know, it's people want to point out all the guys who went over there and didn't do well, you know, who were problem children. But there were guys like Moss, like Corey Dillon, who were problem children, quote unquote. And the negativity surrounding those guys was not much different than the negativity that was surrounding Antonio Brown. And it's funny to me because their productivity, some of those guys in the Patriot system, even though they fell short of the Super Bowl with Moss, it kind of took a little about that negativity away. And, and people kind of forgot he was a pariah, Randy Moss. And also, by the way, hilarious that he also left the Raiders. So the Raiders have gotten burned twice now in this scenario, which is it's it's awful. But at the same time, amusing and entertaining. And that's what this is about. It's entertainment. And Antonio Brown got there. And I don't know if you saw the Pat McAfee take on it, um, who you know yeah. runs his mouth and he's a yeah. character. But I think it was I think that was as accurate an account as you could possibly get where he got there and said, man, this is really not where I want to be. That's this is a bad situation. That's just awful. And, and, yeah. I, and honestly, I don't even like having him anymore. Like I just it's. It zapped all my. So you're gonna feel dirty, court. like when he goes for like no, you know I mean, ten for one twenty and two I touchdowns. Mean, he already he already cost me a week. Um, you know, okay. hopefully hopefully he doesn't cost me more. He costs his agent a lot of money. He costs himself potentially a lot of money. But indeed, if he ends up having a moss season, then I'll come back at the end of the year and say, "You're right, Joe. He pulled it all off. He's but a really good fit for Brady now." I would not be we'll surprised to see him do nothing. Let's just put it that way. Let's, that let's wouldn't shock me either. Sure. Let's see. All right, let's uh, take a quick timeout. Trust or bust is next. Don't go away. This is Michael David from Seattle. I'm 51 years old, and six months ago, I started taking Andro 400 to increase my testosterone. Since then, I've lost 35 pounds of fat, and my waist went from size 38 to size 32. I have more energy, and I look and feel 20 years younger. And now my wife tells me I have to take Andro 400. Hi, this is Ron Johnson from Utah. After 10 weeks of taking Andro 400, I lost 13 pounds, and my waist went from 36 to 33. That was eight years ago. I continue to take Andro 400, and I've maintained my weight at 172, gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea not only for the rest of your life but when you're not here anymore you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives thanks dad don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever get out of your bad idea timeshare contract guaranteed or pay nothing call resort release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract they've helped thousands of people and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad, and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. That's 800-804-7060. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? 
Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800 961 961 961 do you trust me? Trust. Do you trust me? Or bust. You are so busted. And welcome back. It's overreaction time, of course, after week one. It's got to be trust or bust after week one of the NFL season. We do this every day. Joe and I take a look at some different topics in fantasy, in reality. We didn't get to much off-topic stuff today just because with all of the recapping that we had to do in fantasy but let's take a look at some of the breakout players joe from week one and talk about if you can trust them moving forward or if you think they'll end up being a bust and we'll dive more into this when we hit our waiver wire wednesday as to players that everybody should be jumping on but let's start off with tj hawkinson who (laughs) was one of the top tight ends taken in the nfl draft uh i like noah fant quite a bit both these both these two tight ends were really good at iowa but uh, all the reports on Hawkinson in the preseason were, oh, he's not going to play. He can't block. And I guess they, that was all wrong, at least for one game, because he looked really good. I guess the question is, Joe, do you trust that performance or do you think it goes the other way? I trust it. Not the level, but I trust Hawkinson. And, you know, I, I think that before that I became your four day a week co-host over here on the program, we had a couple discussions about that tight end position and about what you do. And if you miss out on those guys, my whole theory was you go down to taking a shot on a guy like Hawkinson, taking a shot on a guy like Fant and seeing what they are. I understand that tight end historically for rookies has not been a very productive fantasy position, but that's only until it happens for the first time. And we have to kind of break ourselves of this notion that it can't happen. I, I have Hawkinson everywhere. I drafted him all the way back in June in FSGA. And he was one of these guys, even if I had a tight end, I liked, I was still drafting him in the you know spots where you have to play multiple flex for games like this because I think he's capable of having games like this in year one. He's not going to go six for 131 a touchdown every week, but you know what? Can he go four for 60 in a touchdown? Man, if he could do that consistently, talk about one of the best returns in the draft you're going to find at a position that you're, you're trying to constantly look for an answer. I think Hawkinson can be that answer, so I'm going to say trust. All right, Deshaun Jackson, uh, a big breakout game. He spent some years in purgatory in Tampa. That's done. <laughs> and so now he's back in Philadelphia, and he looks like Deshaun Jackson again. But is this trust or bust with Deshaun Jackson? Basically, here's the question. Are you starting him next week in fantasy? Uh, against the Falcons? Yes. <laughs> so I think that's a very specific answer. I'm going to say bust because I've seen the show before, though. I, even with the Eagles, we've seen that show where Deshaun Jackson has these amazing games, and then... You know, it's not a reliable thing. It depends on your roster construction. If you have a floor of, let's say you have Robert Woods type wide receivers where every week you trust the productivity, then I think when you're rolling out there as your third guy, Deshaun Jackson, you feel really good about it. You're like, hey, it's nothing but upside. And if he gives it to me, awesome. If you have a bunch of guys that are boom or bust already, then I think it becomes tricky. So I'm going to say bust because I think there's a lot more of that out there. 
but I hope it's trust. I'll tell you what, I will trust it week two against the Falcons after what I saw to them. But man, I don't know if you could trust it every week. And there's a lot of other talent on that team. Alshon Jeffrey being one of them. So we'll see. But it was certainly encouraging if you're a Deshaun Jackson owner to see Carson Wentz already feel so good with Deshaun. Yep, for sure. Deep threat that they haven't had. Uh, Malcolm Brown is our third one. He had that big blow up game against the Dolphins. And uh, certainly there's going to be, as you mentioned, a lot of eyes and a lot of fab budget and a lot of waiver pecking order taken with this guy. He'll be a top three pickup, I'm guessing, this week, Joe. I mean, how can he not be after that performance? But do you trust that he can do that on a week to week basis or is it just a boom or bust type guy? We're talking about Malcolm Brown now. We moved on. I wasn't sure if I caught you there. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going to say bust, but I have to because I'm contractually obligated by being president of the Todd Gurley fan club. So you have to take that with a grain of salt because I continuously believe and I continuously do think Malcolm Brown will have opportunities, but I don't think this two touchdown performance, this is kind of the worst thing that could have happened, I think, in a, in a lot of ways, because I still find it very hard to believe that they're paying Todd Gurley what they're paying him and they are not going to use him more as the season goes on. It was week one. It was the first half of week one. Let's not overreact to this. So I'm going to say bust and I'm going to say save your fab if he's out there. All right. Now let's do Hollywood Brown because that's what I meant to write in there and I didn't write it. Okay. So obviously, that's my, why I, was confused. I, 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 caused, I caused your confusion there. By you caused it's all your fault. Yeah, See, so put you're it, so always put, wrong. So now let's do a Hollywood Brown. <laughs> all right. Hollywood Brown. Um, Hollywood Brown. <laughs> I'm going to say bust. I don't want to because it's fun. I mean, how do you not want to get involved with a guy named Hollywood? But. I, I, I'm not there yet. I love Lamar Jackson. I want it to be something that happens. But for me, I'm looking at Marquise Brown as a guy that is going to have a couple big games. Consistency, I don't know. I think if you're in a 12-team league and you have a spot, why not throw some fab on him, see if you get him? Because if he does become a thing, then it's a huge bonus for you. But I don't know, man. I, it's early. I'm going to say bust. But I kind of hope I'm wrong. How's yeah. that? You got to try. All right. Uh, let's do uh, another one here. Now, um, there are reports already today that say that Tevin Coleman's going to be out for a potentially long period of time. So congratulations to anybody who took him. You've just completely thrown away a draft pick because that guy's going to be nothing all season long. Yep. Uh, Jeff Wilson may get a little bit of a bump, uh, but let's focus on Raheem Mostert, who did play a lot last year when McKinnon went down and then when Brita was on and off the field. So this will be one of the very few running back situations, Joe, to attack on the waiver wire this week. Fortunately, in fantasy, not a lot of running backs got hurt, but Coleman looks like he could be at least one of the main ones. And so uh, is Mostert, um, I suppose he's a must-add. I think you have to, but yeah. is he someone that you can trust, though? You think that no. he gets 15 touches? Look, he looked pretty good last year when he had some opportunities. He definitely made the most of them. It was a terrible situation, which makes it hard to gauge, right? Because, you know, guys can look good when defenses just are, you know, playing zone, don't care, and they just want to contain you because they know they're going to roll you. So I think that's where I struggle with this is because the moments where he looked good, what's what's the competitive nature of the other side that he's facing? You know, in the beginning of the season now with more expectations with Garoppolo, I'm going to say I'm going to say bust, but I do agree you add him anyway because you have to see because running back, you just never know. And who's, who's to say that Brita doesn't get hurt? You know what I mean? All of a sudden, then it really changes in week two. So I think it's a must add if you can, especially if you're in a more than 12 team format. It's an absolute add and you hope for the best. But I'm going to say bust there. I'm not going to believe it. I think Brita's still going to be that guy. And that's this is great news, I think, for Brita owners. Yeah, I mean, last year. Moster was really good. I think he broke his arm at the end of the yeah, year, if he I'm did. not mistaken. And then mm-hmm. uh, 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 Jeff Wilson came in, and he did pretty well. 
So it could be all three guys again. And of course, uh, Breed is the guy that's going to catch balls out of the backfield for sure. Uh, just a couple of other injury notes here, Joe, before we move on to the rest of our breakdowns here on the show today. Eric Weddle of the of the Rams, you saw that he was, I think, dunked on, basically, if I'm not mistaken. Didn't McCaffrey jump over his head and hit him in the head? I think that's what happened yeah, there. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, he knocked him in the head. So he's in the concussion protocol, and they play New Orleans next week. So that's that's definitely an injury that we'll have to keep an eye on, Joe, because the Rams can't afford to have any injuries going into that game next week. No, no. And Luke, week two, we're going to learn a lot about a lot of teams. You know, I think that's what's so fun is, you know, you're going to see some of these teams there. They're going to start off 0-2, and, and that's certainly always one of those things to watch. And can teams that have high expectations come back from that? Sometimes they don't. Sometimes it's the best thing to happen to teams. Um, the the big injury to me, though, is Foles. And I, and I don't want to keep going back to it, but it's it's enormous because they have money tied into him. They have all of their hopes tied into he could be the answer to why that offense was so bad and take pressure off the defense. And once again, pressure was all back on the defense yesterday and it all fell apart. Miles Jack fell apart mentally. Um, the coverages fell apart. And I know it's Mahomes, but I don't know, man. Like, when are we going to wake up and say that maybe the Jaguars just, they peaked a couple years ago in that AFC championship game against the Pats and they've never been the same since. I mean, kind of safe to say it at this point, isn't it? Maybe, maybe I'm just, I'm not, I'm not ready to write anyone off after one week, especially against playing against. Maybe oh, I'm not. I'm taking all of last season and this week. That's yeah. what I'm taking. I, I'm not, I'm not sure yet. I, I guess we'll have to see. I, I think that at the end of the year, if I had to guess, we'll look up and the Jaguars will be seven to nine, eight and eight or nine and seven, you know, somewhere, somewhere around what Vegas predicted them to be. I would say the same thing with Tennessee, seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven. Those teams just kind of, they're boring. They're not exciting. They'll win sometimes when you don't expect. They'll lose sometimes when they're expected to win. And that's kind of the deal with the AFC South. I would even put Indianapolis in that category. I think Indianapolis will be better than what people thought, not as bad as what people thought. You know, it's, it's, it, it's, it's a division where all four teams, Houston, Indianapolis, Tennessee, Jacksonville, nine and seven could end up winning the division. I think this year. I think there's, I don't, I don't like any of the teams really. All right, we'll uh, take a quick timeout. When we come back, the latest on uh, Juju Smith-Schuster as he left yesterday's game with a toe injury. He'll have some x-rays. We'll talk about that. Uh, Steelers and Patriots recap. And then that uh, dog game of the 49ers and Buccaneers. We'll hit on that as well. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. Don't go away. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code grid and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code grid and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid, open your new account, and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. 
Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com for free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called thebestdate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at thebestdate100.com. That's thebestdate100.com. One more time, thebestdate100.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And welcome back. Fantasy Sports Today. Joe Pizzapia along with Craig Mish. Coming up at 2 o'clock Eastern. Full-time fantasy. Adam Rohn is back in the house from Las Vegas. Dr. Roto as well. You can catch them this afternoon. We got Sean Guastamacchia producing the show. He'll be at the window today at 4 o'clock Eastern over on the Fantasy Sports Network. Congratulations to everyone at Sports Grid for doing a nice job at the FanDuel Casino over the weekend. Hopefully everybody made some money there. I know that last night there was money to be made, Joe, on the New England Patriots uh, and the under, which fortunately was the one that that, uh, that I had last night was the under. So a good week, fortunately for me, above 500 is, uh, is a rarity <laughs> in the NFL or even college. But uh, that looked like it was coming in early, and fortunately it did. Uh, arguably, I would say the worst game of the, the 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 slate probably as it turned out this week. The Sunday night game is usually the best. It was the worst. The Patriots just blew them out, and for you, it's great. But the game I, say, I guess it's about perspective. <laughs> the game sucked. <laughs> I mean, it was a horrible game. I don't know. I really enjoyed myself. I gotta say, it was thoroughly enjoyable, especially after hearing all of this. Is you know, we're we're a man coverage defense now, and we're gonna you know be able to man up with all these guys. And uh, it wasn't the case, man. It was not the case at all. And Roethlisberger's on the field watching the the ceremony for motivation. How'd that work out? Uh, I don't know, man. It's like the Steelers just did not show up. And I wonder at this point if it's just mental where certain teams, I mean, like back in the day, right, was the Steelers were always beating the Raiders and there's like the the Cowboys always beat the the Packers. Like there were, there were some teams that always had that weird that we're your rival, but we just can't quite get over the hump. And I feel like the Steelers now, it's just mental with them. Like they just get to Foxborough and they just shut down. And 
the funny part to me was too, at the very end of the game, I literally said to a friend of mine, I was watching the game with, why the hell are the Steelers have starters still in this game? Why is Juju? Why is Ben Roethlisberger still in this game? And then right after that successively, Roethlisberger took a huge shot. And then uh, Juju Smith-Schuster came off the field limping. And I was just like, what are you doing? Like, there's no saving face. It's 33 to three. Get your guys out of there. Live to fight another day. But I think if you're a positive person from fantasy wise, you're taking away Josh Gordon because Josh Gordon looked impossible to tackle. The guys just didn't even want to try over on Pittsburgh. That touchdown he had in the corner there. I mean, he broke three tackles to get in there and they were just, they were the lamest tackles and Josh Gordon's not a small man, but let me tell you, he looked sharp. Edelman always looked like Edelman. Sony Michelle, this was kind of a lighter day for him, but Brady just continued to expose the matchups. They continued to get guys through coverage. And I believe, you know, I, I keep telling everybody, Dorsett's a guy he has great confidence in. And he's a guy that gets forgotten about. And he probably will get forgotten about in this offense going forward when AB gets in there. But, man, that guy shows up and gets open. And Brady seems to always find him. Burkhead had a very good game. It was all Patriots from the jump. And I don't know, man. I feel like everybody should go all in on the Steelers next week because – can you imagine a week of looking at this tape if you're the Steelers and then you're at home and you've got to like figure things out? Because to me, the Seahawks didn't look great. And now they're going into Pittsburgh. To me, Craig, I'm thinking that every all the money, everybody should be all in on Pittsburgh next week to bounce back because this was an embarrassment. It could be. It could be. It's a pretty good um a pretty good overreaction, I think, for Pittsburgh to then do that. But obviously the key there would be if Juju is healthy and playing. And we'll have to just keep an eye on that this week because I couldn't endorse. If Juju is playing, I think that's a really solid idea is to just kind of uh, pick up off the overreaction to losing to arguably the best team in the NFL and then going back on the Pittsburgh train. But I absolutely would have to make sure that he is playing because there were no receivers there. And Vance McDonald was a zero in the first half of that game. I need I need Ben to have some targets and I need Ben to have some weapons to go down that road, but that's a fair point. We'll just have to see. Also, I think Brown does hurt Josh Gordon a little bit, but uh, to what degree? We don't know. We'll just, we'll just, I, I don't know. And I'll tell game. you what Moncrief was awful. I, I know, you know, you said you didn't get to catch a lot of this game. Yeah, but, I didn't see uh, Dante Moncrief caught none of it. <laughs> he caught none of this game. Balls hit him in the hands balls. I mean, just running the wrong routes, turning the wrong way. He looked awful. And Washington had a couple moments there. Washington had some moments where, you know, at least he was able to catch the football and it wasn't a nobody had a good game. And, you know, I think it was Kyle Brandt this morning. I was watching a little good morning football. He made a comment and I and I thought this was a, a very astute observation. It's great to have a great clubhouse. But when you get to the huddle and you look around, where's the talent now? And Juju's really good player and maybe Connor's a really good player, too. We'll, we'll see as time goes on. But do you think that the, the Steelers have sacrificed too much talent? for a better uh, environment. No, I think they'll be fine. You, 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 yeah, were, on Nobel, right no you were on the right path last, with, with your segment, with your statement a minute ago. Now you're on the wrong path. Don't, don't I'm, overreact. I'm, I'm, not, it's, I'm asking a question. You're on the right. You're on the right path. Everyone will overreact to Pittsburgh. They'll yes. be fine. As long yes. as Juju is healthy. That's, well, that's, that's more of a meta question, though. This is more of a, a, nah, a long term. Steelers have been plugging and playing guys in for years. doesn't matter. It's Antonio Holmes, Plaxico Burris. I know uh, Mar- Marcus. We love Juju. Ryan, I'm a Juju they'll, owner. they'll be fine. As long as Ben is there and he's healthy. And as long as they have one capable, very high end wide receiver being fine is great. Fine. I think they will be fine. They'll win nine but, games. Well, they'll win what they, they're right. Well, there be. you go. But that's the thing. Fine. That's not fine for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not by their standards. They're a playoff team every year. And if they go nine wins again, don't you think Mike Tomlin finally goes? Probably so. 
Probably so, but that's about what their what their level is right now. I think. Uh, okay, San Francisco and Tampa. This was a horrible game. Uh, very surpri- <laughs> very surprising that it got this close. I mean, it was uh, Tampa Bay was leading seven six at the half. Uh, as we mentioned, Tevin Coleman was was hurt early in this one. He'll be out for a while. Garoppolo was really not good on the Tampa Bay side. It was a big disappointment. Godwin was the only one who came through fantasy wise. Yep. In, in fact, Evans may have been the big fantasy bust. He and um, and Devontae Adams, I think, were the two big fantasy yeah. busts. Well, and Evans was dealing with an illness, too. So let's not forget okay. that. He was okay. he was not well, and he suited up and played. And I don't know what kind of illness it was, but apparently it was pretty serious. They were worried he wasn't going to play. All right. So whatever he was sick with, obviously, you know. Yeah, this was, the fantasy, this was the fantasy darling game. It was. Um, listen, let's just can can you just join this bandwagon and understand that Jameis Winston is just not good? I mean, are you, are you, are you going to like, there aren't, there, there aren't going to be many overreactions from me, but I mean, Joe, I mean, it doesn't matter okay. who the you quarterback is. It, does, you know it doesn't matter. I mean, he's not good. He's just not going to be good. It doesn't matter if they bring in, uh, uh you know, Eric Winston, the block for Jameis Winston. It's, it's, it's done. It's over. <laughs> they're, they're, they're going to need to draft the quarterback after this year. They'll have another game, bad game next week. They don't have Fitzpatrick to bring in this time. I'm just like, you're a like, very charismatic fellow and I like you a lot, Craig Mish. And, and because that I want to be on board with you with something. So I'll, get I'll on come board on board with, with, with this one. I will. I was trying End to it. hold out End some it. hope because I wanted, you know, you and me, I love Rosarian. So I wanted it to work for I Bruce, but come not on. for Jameis Winston necessarily, but you know what? Three interceptions against the 49ers. Come on. Yes. I'm, I'm it's, it's over. This is so one of those next reactions. Man up there now. This now is, they don't have anyone, but this, mm-hmm. this is one of those reactions. The very few big reaction Monday where I will say I'm, like Gurley to me is like a mid level. Like I, I don't, I, I need to see a lot more before I can say anything uh, positive or negative about him. Uh, but Winston, I mean, come on. I mean, at well, home, you ready for like, the Blaine Gabbert? Is that what you're ready for? Because Blaine Gabbert's the next. They man. don't have, no. I mean, Winston's going to play it out, and Winston's going to have 25 touchdowns and 22 picks, and they're going to go six and ten, and then they're going to draft a quarterback next year, and they'll be very happy with Josh Herbert. I mean, that's that's what's happening here. Winston backup quarterback. Uh, rest of his career. I mean, that's that's what's what's going to be, man. I'm just, I mean, it's just he doesn't have it. He doesn't have it. I mean, this was a perfect game, and everybody in DFS, oh, this is the game to target. Fifty points. It's going to be a million points. It was brutal, nightmare game there yesterday, friend. My other overreaction to yesterday that I think is accurate. Only one other that I want to give you, Joe, and this is a legitimate concern. I know it doesn't affect a lot of fantasy. But it almost affected my money. It almost affected your money. It don't Adam mess Vin- with Mish's money. Adam okay. Vinatieri. Adam Vinatieri. Yeah. Okay. That, I mean, mm-hmm. now look, that was, a, that was a great game played by the Colts yesterday. They deserve to win this game outright. Mac was great. Brissett is good. I like the Colts more watching that game yesterday than any Told other you. team in the NFL. They look good. I don't like the Chargers. But. But man, I mean, Vinatieri, like Joe, like that. This was is not just, new. This is not new. This was last year, too. Let's not pretend like it wasn't. Vinatieri missed a ton of big kicks last year. It might be time. It the the Could clock be. might have finally struck Could midnight. Be. I thought the clock struck midnight on him last year. I don't know what the deal is with this contract. I haven't investigated it, so I don't want to just speak out of turn. But what the hell? It's radio. I'm going to speak out of turn. It is one year. I deal was shocked. Right. I was shocked that they brought him back. Absolutely shocked. I think they said, ah, you know what? Bring him back. We, you know, I think they were all just, you know, it's Andrew Luck. It's everything. It'll be fine. We'll make it all work. 
And I think now that the margin of error for this team has gotten smaller, now all of a sudden it's going to magnify the issue with Madame Vinatieri. And the issue with Adam Vinatieri is not new. It was there last year, and it showed up in some big spots. And it showed up in the playoffs, too. Remember, they, they missed some ones in the playoffs. And you look, oh, man, wow, that's Vinatieri. And look, he's 174 years old. It's going to happen eventually. He's the best kicker of all time. He is. He's, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a kicker who's best a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And I will die on that hill, too. And it's time. And now that they're in a spot where these games are going to be much closer for them because you are right. The Colts are still a good football team. Good. The Colts are going to be competitive. Yeah. Jacoby Brissett is, is going to be good enough to run this offense. It might not be a great fantasy QB, but I'll tell you what, man, he's going to keep them in these games. The offensive line is good. Yeah. The defense it's is good. good it's a good team. It's a good team. But now, now you're in a situation where most of these games are going to be decided by three points or less. And that is terrifying right now. And they better, they better be. Where's Carly Lloyd? Is Carly Lloyd on the phone? <laughs> Somebody get her get her number because they gotta they gotta find out something. Yeah, this is those are the spot. those are the only two things that I came away uh, yesterday like screaming about was oh my gosh with Winston and and Vinatieri again because money is on the line there for me and and the Colts I feel bad for the Colts who would have won the game outright with Vinatieri making one of those. By the way, Vinatieri kicks the extra point they win that game yesterday. So just anything he missed what it was a seven total right. He missed three field goals and one extra three, point. Three field goals and one extra point. Okay. So yeah. 10. Yeah, 10, 10 points, 10 points man. That's yeah, enormous. So okay. If, if I'm an owner of Vinatieri and I'm playing in a silly kicker league, I got to definitely pick somebody else up. I think that, I think you got to try that. But Marlon Mack, I will say this, monster yesterday. Awesome. Oh, Great runs. Incredible. Um, and it would be it would it would be more fade action for me with the Chargers too. I would not be afraid to keep fading them, especially if they're. Yeah, I don't fade them as a dog. I fade them as a favorite. Uh, a little is a big loss. Yeah, uh, we got to take a quick timeout. We'll be back with more after this. Don't go away. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-292-8137 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-292-8137 for your free author submission kit. Again, that's 800-292-8137. With Thermospa's unique built-in thermofiltration system, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon. Call Thermospas today at 800-603-6422 for your free DVD videos and brochure. That's 800-603-6422. Call 800-603-6422 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. 
Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. The morning after. Colin Coward criticizes Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield freaks out, bro. But Baker, you criticize everybody all the time. But it's cool, but it's someone, right? I don't really care. Yo, we'll see what we're Now they get the Jets next week. Monday night football. The loser of this game is 0-2. Even though you're a division rival, I'm pulling for the Jets. I want to see Baker and Cleveland just, like, fall through the cracks into the sewers of uh, the NFL. <laughs> Weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, Channel 719. Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. All right, welcome back. Fantasy Sports Today, full-time fantasy coming your way in 20 minutes. Adam Ronis, Dr. Roto, the biggest overreactions in the business. They'll have it coming up next. We actually covered a lot of what happened yesterday. We did miss a couple of quickies, which we'll get to here in this segment, and then we'll have some final takeaways and some exit velocity before we go. Um, the uh, the Cowboys and Giants yesterday, Joe, this was close for about 15 seconds. <laughs> and, then, and then Dallas just, they just ate yeah. them alive. They just ate them alive. Um, uh, Barkley did what Barkley does. He, he sort of salvaged his day with 120 yards rushing, so that was fine. Engram was great. I was so happy to see that yesterday. I need him yes, to he was. This year. He was terrific. 11 catches, 116 yards. As long as Manning is in there, I think we're good. If they take Manning out, I don't know, and, and that's probably going to happen soon. But for Dallas, I mean, Dak Prescott, 400 yards and four touchdowns. Elliott, they clearly had on some sort of count, but he still ended up giving you 10 fantasy points, 12 fantasy points, so he did okay. Pollard didn't look real good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Dallas in a very... Uh, dominating performance. Let's let's not take away credit from them because it is a division game. And you went back to last year, and Dallas beat the Giants thirty six thirty five in a real close game. Uh, yeah. This was this was one of the picks on my uh, on Howard and I's uh, super contest. Also, we took Dallas. We didn't feel great about it, but uh, laying seven in division game is not something we we want to do. As would be good evidence with uh, Washington. Yeah, Philly. tell me about it. Ugh. Yeah, I mean when the division games are really hard they to are. handicap sometimes. But look. Uh, you got to pick some games. I mean, at some point, you got to make a pick and put your and put your stake out there. So we did this. Didn't really feel good about it early, but in the end, Dallas is just way more talented than the Giants. Eli Manning. My guess is, and we talked about this before, Joe. My guess is probably what would you say? Three, four more games, probably, and then they'll turn the page. Would you say? About, is that yeah, I was gonna, right? yeah, I was going to say well, that's loss number one, and yeah. you can you can hear it all. I'm, I heard it yesterday. I heard it yesterday evening all over the place. Living in the tri-state area here, they're waiting for it, and it's just. I mean, talk about irony, right? If I told those same fans. Back in June, right, that they would be clamoring for Daniel Jones after a week one loss of the Cowboys. They would say that I was nuts, right? They say you're absolutely crazy. Um, we don't we want to see him for as long as possible. Now it's the opposite. And I get it. You kind of want to see when the future starts, if the future is now, because if you you do take positive, you take Evan Ingram out of this game as a positive. You take Saquon as a franchise running back that you can build upon who has enormous potential. It's great. But What's going to happen with the quarterback play? And you know what? I don't want to hang everything on the quarterback here. That defense for the Giants made Dak Prescott look like, you know, freaking Patrick Mahomes yesterday. 
I mean, when Dak Prescott's putting a 400 spot on you with four touchdowns, and Jason Witten's catching touchdowns. Yeah, Witten. You know? Oh, my gosh, Witten scored a we touchdown. We were just remember, you were just that? You're like, is Jason Witten on the Cowboys? I forgot he was yeah. there. I saw him it's score. You. I'm like, wow, there he is. Now people that's are going to pick him up this week. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's wise, but, hey, go for it. I mean, three for 15 and a touchdown. Hey, look, all you got to do is catch that touchdown. Witten did it, and Witten was always a Prescott favorite. So maybe, but look, this this will change a little bit as Elliott's touches go up. I'm sure you're going to see these numbers go down. If you had Dak Prescott in his two quarterback league, oh, and man. you know, or on like as your second quarterback in a single quarterback league, this is the time to shop him. You know, maybe you just picked him up. You're like, hey, you know, I just want to have a second quarterback. It's a 14 team league or something like that, or 16 team league you're playing in. This is the perfect time to shop him. I don't think it could possibly get better than this, can no, it? I, I mean, no, 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 no. no way. Now he's going to get paid. He's going to get paid off this game. Very soon, Jerry Jones tomorrow. No, I think tomorrow? soon. No, today. No, today. Yeah, today. In, in fact, as as we're hosting, we're waiting to for an announcement potentially. Apparently. Um, that that's almost official or about to come today. So keep an eye. I'll on try that. to answer your original question too, which is, I think it's still going to be six games before you see. That sounds Jones. right. That sounds right. I think six is about. But Manning didn't play bad. I mean, he took a lot of sacks again, which is. Like I want to say the Giants have a light late buy too, because usually you like to make that that change when you have the extra week to prepare. Right. But I don't think they have that luxury because I want to say they're week ten. I gotta double check that, but I want to say it's late. So it's one of those things where you just kind of throw your hands up and go, you know what? It's just gotta happen at some point. And it will. Yeah. It's good. It's good for them. Yeah. So Barkley was okay. 120 yards. That's that's basically 12 points <laughs> for those of you in fantasy. And then four catches. That's a 16. Not a, not a complete. Look, he didn't give you the 40 that McCaffrey gave, but at least he salvaged the no. day. And I think it's the more one or touchdown would have been nice. The yeah, I, been, I think yeah. that look, a lot of people are complaining today that the Giants didn't give Barkley the ball enough, which I think is a is a fair assessment. But when you're down as big as the Giants were, and I think that the game plan changes. Uh, okay, uh, we did not cover this Detroit-Arizona game. Detroit was up 17-3 to in this one, and they somehow let Arizona come all the way back. I don't think that no matter what Cliff Kingsbury says, that the game plan could have ever been, Joe, for Kyler Murray in his debut to throw 54 passes. <laughs> 54 passes. No. He took five sacks. Yeah. Uh, he may end up being a game-changing type quarterback. I got to say, watching this game, it is shocking to see how how little this dude is. Like I, I it's I mean, he's he'll, he'll probably end up being phenomenal just like Drew Brees. But man, like I, I don't I honestly don't know how he gets the ball over these guys sometimes. It's crazy. But uh, look, Hawkinson had a huge game. Amendola will probably be a hot pickup for stupid reasons this week. Someone will grab him. Uh, Galladay ended up giving you what you thought. 40 yards touchdown. Fine. You can live with that. The running game was was nothing to speak of, and, and obviously seeing C.J. Anderson eat into Carryon Johnson's a little bit of a concern. David Johnson got a lot of looks, a lot of touches, so that was a real positive there. Keyshawn Johnson, who we talked about last week, he has this connection, I guess, with him, uh, with, with Kyler Murray. But uh, my takeaway from this, Joe, is that I don't know that I can read either of the, these two teams after watching this game yesterday. Like uh, Of all of the teams that I think that going into next week that I wouldn't have a clear picture on, it's probably these two, Detroit and Arizona, just because you had just a completely different half for both teams. It wasn't, it wasn't a dominating performance. It was inconsistent on both sides. So I, I would have really loved for Detroit to win this game 27-3 to and then next week just ride against them. But Arizona showed fight, at least at the end of the game. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, from a fantasy perspective, there's going to be a lot of those Kyler Murray people who will, you know, the people who just do the stats, if you know what I mean, you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about, the people who just look at the stats and don't look at the bigger picture of what's happening in the games sometimes, and they'll look at this and they'll say, oh, I threw for 54, man, they're going to run so many plays, oh my God, it's going to be exactly what we wanted with Kyler Murray, I don't know, man, I don't know, I'm more with you where it's more questions than answers after this game, This, this game did not give me a good feeling about much going forward, it gave me a good feeling about Hawkinson a little bit, 
that, yeah, he can be something out of the gate. I don't think it's every day you see a rookie tight end go out there and drop a game like that in week one. I don't think it's ever happened. Do you do you recall anything like that ever from a rookie tight end in week I'd, one? I'd have to go back and look. I mean, Gates I mean, was, was phenomenal. I don't, from, from the second Gates started, he was great. But but recent history, no, no, I don't. Um, and again, I watched him and Fant play a lot at Iowa, and they were predominant targets there for almost three years. Mm-hmm. So it's not surprising to me at all and it was more or less me with Hawkinson falling victim to things that I say don't fall a victim to which is basically every report on Hawkinson coming into this game was oh it doesn't look good can't block maybe some time yeah, but throw, and throw all that out though I mean this is this is what was said and it was all nonsense as usual because he looked fantastic and again uh, you don't want to take one catch away if you do that and you take away his 39-yard reception, which was the monster one. He still had five catches for 90 yards, which you'll take every single week as a strong tight end one in fantasy. Yes, so, so I think that you have to be optimistic here with him. And I think that, honestly, he should be started as a tight end in every fantasy league next week. So, you know, there's there's really nothing negative, I don't think, coming from no. you. You have to, you have to yeah. feel real good. Um yeah. But again, they do have other targets. They have Marvin Jones. They have Kenny Galladay. I don't know how all of a sudden Amendola is a big part in this. And I would not anticipate Matthew Stafford next week throwing 40, 45 passes. Remember, he threw seven of them in overtime, too. So at some, some of those stats got a little bit padded because of the overtime. But uh, all optimism there. And I would say that if Detroit probably had to go back and look at it again, they would have given on Johnson more carries than C.J. Anderson. They just fell victim to that this game. I don't know why, Joe. I don't have an Yeah, well, look, I mean, Carrion out-touched him, but it not was much. when those... No, not by much. And this is a game where I think a lot of people... This was my fear of on Johnson, right? Last week on the show, you said, who are some of your busts? And that was that was my bust, right? And and look, it's one game, so I don't want to like take a victory lap. Like, and there's nothing worse than the people week one taking victory laps on things. It's week one. Let's not take any victory laps till into like week eight and guys are studs. But carry on out of the gate right now. This was the kind of game that I was dreading, and this is what happened. And the other side of this one, the, you said, what can you take out of this? It's Larry Fitzgerald having eight catches for one thirteen and a touchdown, and him getting the ball from Murray in a big spot when it mattered and trusting the Hall of Fame wide receiver. And and I have a ton of Larry Fitzgerald shares this year. I don't love the offense, but I love the value of where Larry Fitzgerald was going. And it was for this very reason where, hey, you're going to give me one of the great wide receivers to ever play this game at a huge discount with a kid who is going to find him sometimes. Like he's going to he's going to figure it out some games and even quarter to quarter sometimes he's going to make it work. And that's all you need to have a good fantasy return. And I think Fitzgerald's a guy that you can trust every week. And I think Fitzgerald's a guy that you should feel actually pretty positive about starting your life every week. Yeah, it, it, look, if, if they're going to be trailing in games, then, then he's going to rack up the yardage. The only thing that I would say is is I thought going into the season that Christian Kirk was going to be a bigger part of it. It is one week, and I don't want to eliminate that, but he came on very strong at the end of last year. So I, 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 guess, I guess it's just like a wait-and-see approach, I guess, for me. It's like a matchup-based thing, but clearly you can start Fitzgerald for sure. As a as a yeah. wide receiver three and feel you know pretty comfortable about it at this point, but uh, I did not come away from that game in particular, as I said, with a strong feeling either way, just because it was kind of the tale of two halves. It's this, it, I would say the same thing about the Buffalo Jets game. Like, what made Buffalo so good to be able to come back, but they were so bad in the first half, and what made the Jets so bad in the second half that they were so good in the first half? Those are the hardest games to handicap when that happens. I don't really feel like, uh, and 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 I've watched every single like I what the way that I watch Sunday is is I have like betting investments. So those are the games that I focus in on more, like as you would say on the big TV. And then I have the red zone on the laptop. And so I just kind of go through it. But I have a pretty good feel on virtually all of the games from one uh, up, up until eight o'clock. 
And if I have a lot of success, Joe, <laughs> I quit on the night game. I'm done. <laughs> that, that's, just me. that's that's me. If I if I feel good leaving that night, like if I if I have nothing uh, wagering out there that's going to make a difference, and I don't have any fantasy ramifications at all, then I shut it down for the family at night. I'm just like, all right, you know. I've, I've, now, if it's the opposite and I got to sweat and there's fantasy involved or big betting involved, then yeah, I'll I'll watch that game. But the good news is, as we mentioned, that game was was over before it started on Sunday night, right? Yeah, leave leave daddy alone. Daddy has to concentrate and will this game to happen now. Please, everyone, that, children. That's, oh, you should have seen me yesterday with the Colts, man. <laughs> I'm sure. Did it, Harry? I was just screaming. See, what I, you, my routine is, because the kids come back over Sunday, uh, you know, I usually get them on the way back from, you know, doing the show now. So, you know, we, we I try in the first half, because like the first half of, of the one o'clock games, it's like, all right, look, everything's going to happen. Everything that I've talked about, everything, every lineup, everything that I've done is out there in the ether now. Go enjoy some life. Like I try to get them outside, try to do stuff. And that way, by the time we get to halftime of the first games and everyone comes in at like two 30 or whatever it is from playing outside or doing stuff, they're kind of tired and they're ready to do other stuff. Like they're ready to kind of go color on their own or go do something <laughs> go or go read. Yeah. Well, it's true. Like my kids are like, you know, they're activity kids. So like when they come in from the outdoor activities, you've worn them out a little bit and now they can go and do other stuff on their own a little bit or hang out with each other. And you've, you know, you've, you've shown them that you still love them despite the fact that football's on that. That's good. And then, you know, I tried to get them into the Patriot game. They watched a quarter of it and then it was time for bed. So, and that's, you know, we'll see how that goes the rest of the year. Yeah. Sun, Sunday during football is usually the day of, of uh, that I get off. I get to, I get to watch. That's the one thing that my wife will give me is that uh, nice. I, I, when the Gators play Single on Saturday, don't I, have that. we don't have that. <laughs> yeah, Saturday, Saturdays. I gotta, I gotta eat it a little bit. Uh, when the Gators are on, I'll get to watch that. I can't sit and watch college football all day long. I'll get to watch all the night games. I mean, that's once eight o'clock, nine o'clock comes and we're back from dinner doing whatever we're doing. I get to watch that. But Sunday, I'll usually be able to catch a large portion of it because I need to understand it. Like I need to like th- those games. I need to get a better feel for because everybody is watching the NFL and not everybody is watching college. So I'm able to watch less of college all day long, but get a better understanding than most people because most people don't watch any college at all that are involved right. in the fantasy community. So that's kind of where I, I feel like I take a better advantage of that. Um, real quick, Joe, in the last two minutes here, before we go, I want to hit on this real quick. Dave Dombrowski fired as the president of baseball operations of the Boston Red Sox. Like that came down real late last night. I know we talk a lot of football here. Obviously, it's football season. But what were your thoughts when you saw that this morning? Um, overreaction, knee jerk, shocking. Like all those words came to mind. Um, I know like things didn't go well when you signed Chris Sale, but it's funny for a decade now, we've been waiting for Chris Sale to get hurt and he hasn't. And they signed a big extension for big money and then he got hurt. So look, I think once sale wasn't sale and he didn't look like sale from the get go that this was, you know, going to be a, a signal that maybe things won the world series. Though. I, it's a terrible idea to fire. And don't you think it's stupid in an overreaction? He's got a year left on his contract. It's not even like it's a firing with a, Hey, we're just not renewing. I, I mean, they literally fired him with a year to go. I thought it was nuts. Did you, I mean, what, what more do you want to ask? And Romero's taking over, I believe. Right. Ed yeah. Romero, I mean, you're telling me that the tigers wouldn't want Dombrowski right now, back again, rerunning that team and him joining Alec Beal and doing it. He should, he should. There's no yeah. pressure to win there. I just, I, look, I know there's a ton of pressure on Boston to win, but they won the World Series two years ago. <laughs> like this was just like, what did they think was going to happen? They didn't pitch anyone in spring training. They didn't play anyone in spring training. They took this thing all the way to November with celebrations. This is what happens in baseball. It's hard to repeat. Astros, same thing. Cubs, same thing. A little bit yeah. too high on the bar. Too high, a higher bar. Too set. Too uh, set. Too high. On, on <laughs> set the bar. On the high. High bar. No bar. You know, like fish hate you, bar. You, you can tell we're at the end of the show. All right, <laughs> we'll take a quick timeout. Exit velocity is next. Don't go away.
This is Michael David from Seattle. I'm 51 years old, and six months ago, I started taking Andro 400 to increase my testosterone. Since then, I've lost 35 pounds of fat, and my waist went from size 38 to size 32. I have more energy, and I look and feel 20 years younger. And now, my wife tells me I have to take Andro 400. Hi, this is Ron Johnson from Utah. After 10 weeks of taking Andro 400, I lost 13 pounds, and my waist went from 36 to 33. That was eight years ago. I continue to take Andropointer and I've maintained my weight at 172. Gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your your great idea. Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad, and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. That's 800-804-7060. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 Network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia All right, welcome back. Before we send it over to full-time fantasy, it is time to end the show with a little bit of a hot take, and you know how we always do it. We end it with a little exit velocity. I feel the need. The need for speed. Ow! Exit velocity. Nice velocity. All right, we'll end the show with a little bit of a preview of Monday Night Football. And look, here is what I'm secretly hoping for. Raider fans have been pounded on for years. They really have, and probably for good reason. That franchise was run into the ground. 
they literally had only one or two good years with Carr and with Del Rio, and they decided to punt him to. Completely unfair. They bring Gruden in, and he's funny. He's charismatic. But I hope that the Raiders, even though I bet the Broncos, I hope that the Raiders can at least show up tonight and rally behind the guys that they have there. They did not deserve to have what Antonio Brown did to them. That's not cool. That's not fair. I don't think that they deserve that. And at the very least, they may not deserve their fate, but they absolutely deserve to have those draft picks back. That is just not cool at all to have to do that, in my opinion. NFL needs to figure out a way to fix that. You can't just force your way off a team. Look, I hope the best for Brown. I hope the best for the Raiders. But the Raiders fans are awesome, and they're not going to have a chance to root for their team anymore because they're going to Vegas. So hopefully it'll be a good game tonight. I'll secretly root for the Raiders, but I do have money down on the Broncos. That'll do it for the show. Thanks again to Joe Pizzapia, my co-host today. Sean Guastamaki, our producer. We'll talk to you tomorrow at noon Eastern. Full-time fantasy is next. For Joe, I'm Craig. Have a great day, everybody. See ya.